This week on Chess Talk, we're going to talk about a brand new CD, and we're also going to talk about it. Welcome to Chess Talk, where we play chess and talk. That is it. This week on... Every time we say it, do we have to, like, capitalize it? We gotta, like, Capitalize it. it. Yeah, just gotta it. Alright, so this week on Chess Talk, we have always the our pup expert extraordinaire, Carlos. Carlos. <laughs> <laughs> and we know a lot about dogs. And, have, <laughs> <laughs> and sulky in the corner now, we have Brantley. <laughs> Welcome back, Brantley. You're only to 7-Eleven now, aren't you? <laughs> you know, I did show up with a Slurpee and Sour Patch Watermelon kids. Kids? Children? Yeah. What was that Bo Burnham joke? Where are all the Sour Patch parents? parents. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Sour Patch gets creepier. They were called Sour Patch Children. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. 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 Okay. Just make sure. Really weird. What was the score <laughs> last week? Score. What was that, Carlos? What'd you do with your tongue? Huh? You did something with your mouth. I did. It was really creepy. No, oh, creepy. No, I didn't. I bit my tongue. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I won last week's game. Uh, our opener, our chess opener, uh, seventy-seven to eighty-three to four. Mm-hmm. And we're gonna get back at it. What color are you this week, Cody? I am Giants Club. You're what? Giants Club. What color is that? Uh, like a weird light brown. See? Giant. Oh, like a like a club that a giant would carry. Yeah, giant. That's hilarious. Club. Possessive. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. All right. Well, I'm gonna be uh, giant's orange, <laughs> which is an orange that a giant would carry. I'm assuming. <laughs> okay. Anyways. Creative. Well, welcome back to Chess Talk. Uh, yeah. So, anyways, um, if this is your first time joining us, we play chess and we talk, and that is it. We don't do anything else. Yeah. It. Yeah. It. We brought on Carlos this week because uh, he's actually got to go to work soon. Um, so thanks for making time in your busy schedule, Carlos, for oh, us. Thank you. It's because the Oh, never yeah. mind. I don't want to be Giants Orange. <laughs> I didn't know I was talking about the San Francisco Giants yeah. Orange. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll be Glossy Grape. That just sounds gross. What are you talking about? It just sounds like a gross thing. That a I don't glossy know. Grape? Yeah. <clears throat> sounds like a very plain grape. Glossy. Thanks, but shined it. So anyways, uh, this week we're going to talk about some music and talk about some movies. Movie. Movie. It's. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Carlos has to go to work, so we're going to try and make it a short episode. A little quicken. A little quicken episode. Oh. <laughs> I don't have to leave by like 2.30. So. He's like, I don't have to go to work. <laughs> you do. <laughs> so this week uh, we gave ourselves some homework assignments. We went to go listen to two albums. And see one movie. Which I think most of us pushed to the very end and then just barely listened to this today upon recording so yeah we listened to two albums uh, yeah what albums cody brand new brand new science friction science fiction i was like dude it's not science fiction (laughs) (laughs) i was was (laughs) made you all question it (laughs) oh my god i spent an hour listening to something that's not and then lcd sound system american dream two indie i don't know giants would you call them that like Huge indie artists that in niche communities. Yeah, that's a that's a lot to say. Um, But they sell out shows and things like that, and then they went away, and people are unsure about their future. And now they're back within like a month of each other. They both have a new album. Right. Who do you want to tackle first? Oh, brand new. Uh, 
Brand New is a band that like so the last album was released two thousand nine. It was Daisy full length album. But My between album. but between then and now. They've released uh, a slew of singles, demos, and released tracks from back in the day. And they've been kind of back and forth on, like, oh, we're breaking up, this is our last tour, we're and I think doing recently, music. within the past, like, three or four years, they've recently kind of stuck to their word and be like, well, I mean, not really stuck to the word, they just started touring. There's just activity, yeah. but nothing that we knew that behind the scenes. But then they've always been like that. They've always hinted at things like, oh, we're recording. I remember they were recording an album, like, three years ago, and it's like... Yeah. On one of the first Chess Deck episodes, we brought up, like, there was a picture from the brand new yeah. Instagram where they were in a studio, and, yeah. like, nothing Which means really they could have probably that. been re-recording old tracks to release as <laughs> yeah, demos, or... doing the demos. Or doing, like, the... Was it I'm the Nightmare single that they released yeah. a year ago? Yeah. Uh, something like that. Yeah. Or, like, recording Mean, that song. Yeah. Which I still really like. Yeah. Like, I listened to it the other mm-hmm. day, and I was like, man, this is a good song. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Science Fiction is the new full-length album. They just it, dropped kind of yeah, randomly. Yeah, I heard that it was just, like, on YouTube, and mm-hmm. people were like, oh, wait a second, this is the entire new, brand new album. It, you know what? I wasn't very hyped to or excited when that happened, because, like, they released so much, like, backlog right. uh, tracks and, like, compilation, like, collector... I don't know, a collection yeah. of, of songs that, that didn't qualify as a full, like, new, brand new studio album. Mm-hmm. That I did, when I, when they did this, I was like, is it really? Like, I, I've just, i kind of been turned off to the idea because they released so much stuff. It's like Death Grips, like, the, you know, they release so much stuff so often mm-hmm. that it's like when they release a new album, it's like, oh, cool. So mm-hmm. it's like they've been releasing so much tracks recently that when this album dropped, I was like, oh, cool. Like, yeah, like, if... I didn't get hyped, hyped, you know? If they had been silent for seven years, no singles, no and demos... And then they dropped it? A brand new album, and be like, well, okay. But I, I, at the same time, too, them, I don't really think they care about, like, sales or anything like that. I, care, I think they just care about themselves and, like, being... I yeah, don't know, like, they, in, in a sense, true themselves. They put out music when they want to put out yeah, music. Yeah, which is good. Yeah. Which is good. They're, they're not, like, tied down, and, like, they have to do it because we want it. Mm-hmm. They want to do it because they want to. Which is good. It's healthy. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, initial thoughts on them. Brittany, this is your first brand new album. Yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised you haven't listened to brand new. Just never. Huh? Uh, yeah. You've heard about them like throughout the years, yeah, of course, like right? I, I've heard the name. Mm-hmm. I've heard. I've seen the artwork. Yeah. Carlos is spray paint. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but like, I've never listened to them. So I want to hear like your take on it first. Would you good, good, bad? I enjoyed it. Okay. I Would you compare it to anything? This album, because it, it, I have a lot to say, but, like, I want to hear what, like, a yeah. new listener yeah. would think of it. Listener. Yeah. A brand new, brand new listener. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, what would I compare it to? I don't know if I could compare it to anything, which I think is a good thing. Mm-hmm. No, it is a good thing. Yeah. Like, I had things in my mind, like, this sounds like kind of 90s rock to me. Mm-hmm. Like, but, I don't know. I enjoyed it. There were some standout songs, for sure, but... Mm-hmm. There were some songs where, like, I honestly couldn't tell you what they sounded like. That's good. Yeah. yeah. I think they're really good at defining their own sound. Carlos, uh... No, like, I mean, like, I don't remember half the songs. Yeah, because oh. they weren't <laughs> they just, memorable. Yeah. It, it kind of blended together. But the ones that I did remember, I was like, oh, but damn, I like this song. Like, oh, but damn. put it on a playlist. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I wish that... When bands, like, take, like, voice recordings and mm-hmm. samples, like, I wish they would stick with the theme throughout, or at least, like, incorporate it into more than just, like, the opening track. Because I feel like Muse does that a lot, yeah, where they, like, incorporate, like, a voice mm-hmm. at some point, but then they don't finish the story. You know, they don't, it, like, clue you in that there's a story happening. Right, right. Because, um, I mean, obviously, you're talking about the first track. It has, yeah. like, a good 30-second clip of some sort yeah, of, like... which was very scary to listen to yeah. at 3 a.m. Yeah. Dude. I, I was listening to it, I was like, oh, Brittany's going to hate me for making her listen to this. At yeah, 3 a.m. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 3 a.m. After yeah. I saw it. Yeah. Oh, great. It's, well, 
If you listen it, to Brand New, it's, it's not uh, uncommon. Mm-hmm. Like, Daisy, the album, it has a bunch of different samples and voice recordings that have nothing to do with the music. Nah. It's just kind of what Brand New does. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But like, at the same time, though, it's like, I kind of agree with her in one way, because yeah. throughout the album, I was, like, waiting. Like, there, there were a couple tracks that kind of hinted at, like, more of an ambient like tone. Like a theme. Yeah, like yeah. A, an ambient theme. And uh, by the end of it, like, by the very last track, um, there's, like, I think 20 seconds of, like, just, like, dwindling down yeah, silence. Yeah, I was trying to, like, and I was wondering if, like, like, another voice, or... But sometimes, like, the way bands do it, too, is, like, they'll, like, the album will loop again, obviously. Yeah. And it kind of just, like, oh, like, it makes sense now. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like oh, that track in the beginning makes sense. So maybe it, it might not make sense at first, but you listen to it all the way through, and then it restarts. Mm-hmm. It's, like, it kind of seals it. It seals yeah. it, you know? Yeah. But um, with this one, I didn't really get too much of that. I think... Maybe giving it a second listen, maybe really yeah, listening to the recording and really listening to what this person might be saying yeah. might ring true through the whole album. Because you can definitely tell that Jesse Lacey has a lot to say through this, you know, the tracks. What they may be, I'm not, I'm not exactly sure, but it's there. I, Something's there. I could take a stab at maybe what they were trying to go for because the clip at the beginning says, like, yeah. this is recorded after 400 hours of some sort of therapy yeah. and they had a dream. And so I think it's maybe, like... Jesse Lacey's, like, interpretation of that, or him saying, like, this is what's going on in my head right now after mm-hmm. so much, like, therapy, and, like, this is my therapy, is, like, writing mm-hmm. the music. That's maybe yeah. what it could be hinting towards. Yeah. Like, I need, I would need to listen to it again. Mm-hmm. I didn't go into it, like, I went into it, like, oh, there's a voice recording, maybe I should pay attention to things, mm-hmm. but then I was, like... It's just a thing. I just need to listen to this album. Yeah. Like, I feel like most bands, like, like, some bands will do that just to do that, but I feel like a lot of bands, especially, like, yeah. a band, like, Brand New... It puts it in for a reason, but like they've always been very like. I feel like they're more cryptic in a way. It's like it doesn't make sense multiple times at first, but then yeah. like oh, it'll click. Eventually. It'll yeah. click eventually. Yeah, Which, totally fine. I mm-hmm. just need to listen to it again to fully understand it. Wait, uh, what were your first impressions, Carlos? Yeah. Um, uh, it. <laughs> it. <laughs> uh, like how Brittany said, a lot of songs were meshing into each other mm-hmm. to the point where like. The good ones stood out, but every other one was just, like, static. Just, like, filler, almost. Yeah. yeah. Like, they were like, oh, we need to make this a full album. So. Like, they're just making it long just to make it long. Exactly. Because yeah, there's yeah. a lot of la- long tracks. Yeah, it feels like Jesse Lacey doesn't have anything to sing about anymore, because he's a father, and mm-hmm. he has, like, a job, and, like... Mm-hmm. He's not... Sold out. He's not a miserable 20-year-old anymore. <laughs> yeah. He's not, like as angsty as he used to be or like it doesn't his angst doesn't have weight anymore yeah. some of the songs sound like 90s dad rock to me yeah that's the best mm-hmm. way to describe it yeah <laughs> uh which it's funny because i thought the new lcd sound system was going to be the same way but it wasn't because mm-hmm. they're older than that now yeah um but i will say that <laughs> the new brand new has the lyrics of um your favorite weapon with the Almost instrumentals. Of like the canvas of, like, Deja. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, which might be why I'm not a huge fan of this album. I think it might be one of my least favorites. Do you think mainly just because of, like, the presentation, like, instrumentation, like... Yeah, it just... Overall canvas. Like, the... What we keep saying, like, mm-hmm. there was a lot of songs where I was just listening, I was like, I don't know where this song is going. Like, I was just listening and, like, I'm kind of bored by this song. And it wasn't until, I think... Four five one, one of the last tracks on the album. That was one of the standouts. Yeah, that one stood out. And yeah. I was like, why did it take ten songs to get to a song? I'm like, okay, I actually enjoy this. There's a few that <clears throat> stood out to me though, but I'll get to that in a second. Yeah, like I, I agree. The four five one is definitely one of the best tracks for me, for me at least too. Coming from like we talked about it before we started recording, but I wonder if this is how 
if they had kept recording after Daisy, is mm-hmm. this how the next album was going to sound like, or is this because there's a 10-year gap? Mm-hmm. Right. Because I think Daisy is their best work, and just, like, each album kept getting better and better, and now it just seems to kind of, like, nosedive. And yeah. I'm just, I just want to know if that's how they were always going to go, or if it's just because they went away. See, and that's the same question I, I brought, uh, that brought up in my mind, too, was, like, has this been... Has this been a sound that Brandy's been leading up to for quite some time, but they just haven't really found it yet mm-hmm. until recently? Or is this a newly discovered sound they maybe found out like about a couple of years ago? Because they, they they've been on a, almost an almost a ten year hiatus mm-hmm. um, as far as albums go. Um, but each album is unique and different in its own way, its own sound. You know, yeah. um, your favorite weapon obviously has that more angsty kind of feel to it overall. Deja and Tenu has its very own unique, brand new sound, which I think when you look at brand new, I think the first albums you most people will just generally show will either be Deja and Tendu or, like, um, Devil The Devil and God. And God. Yeah. Like, those are, like, the brand new, like, that's yep. the brand new sound. Um, so when they went into Devil and God after Deja, it's, like, it made sense. It has a more cinematic, theatrical feel to it, I think. And then, whereas Daisy, it's a complete left turn, um, but it's a cool, you know, fresh new sound that they were experimenting with that worked out really well for them. Um, but with this new album, I was wondering, is like, is this something that they've been trying to get, like, tackle for a very long time, mm-hmm. but they just took them four albums and quite a year sometime off to get here or mm-hmm. is this something that they're just trying out that's brand new because um, there's a couple songs in there like uh, that had a very like welcome to Bangkok from Devil and God kind of feel to it as far as that cinematic theatrical feel it yeah. just it felt like this whole album felt like welcome to Bangkok with lyrics in a way mm-hmm. like it, it was just like it was a, it was an experience it was a it was a journey um, but I mean like my favorite tracks like 451 uh, I really like that same logic song too same logic slash yeah, teeth that um, it reminded me a lot of Modest Mouse the way it was presented mm-hmm. um, instrumentation wise though but the very first track was a really good first track because it was something I wasn't very familiar with that at first I was like I don't know if I've heard this from brand new yet like this mm-hmm. is something a little bit different like I wonder if the whole album's gonna sound like that yeah. but then track 2 and 3 reminded me so much of you know your favorite weapon and Deja heavily and then it kind of just started branching out in different directions I before I could even grasp it. Yeah. Like you said before, Brand New does a good job of making each album sound Unique. distinctive. Yeah. Like, you listen to a random song in this album, you're like, oh, this is the new Brand New. Yeah. You throw on something from Devil and God, you're like, okay, I know what this album yeah, is from. Yeah, you can easily pick out a song yeah. and what album it comes from. And yeah. so, it, it's good and bad, because like, if you don't like some songs on the album, you probably don't like the entire album as sure. a whole, because yeah. the whole album is kind of going to have the same feel. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where it falls short for me, mm-hmm. is that I don't really like the tone of this album for me it's 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 still like i think they did i I definitely agree with carlos as far as like it definitely has those lyrics of your favorite weapon like i think jesse kind of like is aiming towards that youth that he had but i don't want to say too much yet though because i don't know what he does intend um but it does have that overall instrumentation package of Mm -hmm. deja and tendu overall however i still think there's a new sound in there and it just hasn't quite emerged yet like this i mean only listening to it once it's like yeah it sounds like this sounds like this it's easy to say that but i feel like with more listenings it it will kind of grow into something it's unique in its own way too you know um but right now my first impression of it like it's good um, I do I plan on giving it another listen to, but I'm, I'm I'm interested to see where it's gonna go and where it's gonna grow. Yeah, but. I think that is what's gonna mm. make or break this like I guess new era of brand new is mm. do they make another album after this yeah. and what does that album sound like? I you know what I don't know if they're gonna make another album. After exactly, phony as heck if they did because they were yeah. this is like their album that they're advertising as like the expiration of brand new, mm-hmm. like, but they've been. At it for so long. They've been <laughs> saying they're over. They've been saying they're done. They're never doing new music, and then they did it. So I want to be surprised. It's just I want to know if this sound continues or if this is brand new, like swan song. You know, sure. 
Yeah, I think it could be. I think it could definitely be like it'd, it'd be a good last album for sure. Um, I mean, it, there's a lot of elements that it's just like it's still brand new, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I mean. I don't know. I think it's just one of those albums that has to grow. Because when Daisy came out, a lot of people who were used to that Deja and they Devil got it. Well, it, yeah, it was rejected pretty easily. But, I mean, you look at it, it's a solid, good album. Like, it's really good. I feel like maybe this album's kind of like, not in the same light, but in the same vein. Like, mm-hmm. it could definitely well be one of those albums where it's like, it's a little rejected. It's just kind of like left on the shelf for a while. But then you come back to it and it's like, oh, you know what? It's pretty good. I mean, there are a few tracks that I'm like, oh, like, this could have been a little bit shorter. Right. This could have been this. This could have been that. But, you know what? I mean, like, the way it's presented, there there are a few good standout tracks that I, I probably will go back and listen to. Overall, though, it just has a very slow, kind of sluggish tone yeah. um, that I'm still just trying to get used to. And I think that with Brand New, it's like you're always just getting used to a new sound that they come up with. Even like the, the, the single that they released a while ago, The I Am A Nightmare. Yeah. Uh, everyone's like, this is weird. Like, it's very poppy. It sounds mm-hmm. like Interpol, um, which is what I've heard a lot. But even, like I just said, I listened to it, you know, uh, I think yesterday, and I was like, this is a good song. Like, yep. It's a really good song. I it, really it, like it doesn't sound like brand new, but at first, but it grows it on you. Them. It's like, they, they, they have a good way of, like, giving you something, you're like, what the hell is this? And then it's like, oh, I yeah. I dig this, yeah. So, what would you rate the album? Out of ten... Out of ten people hiatuses. People jumping off of cars. <laughs> uh, out of ten hiatuses. Um, so I'm sure they did I think right now, that. just from only listening to it once, I'll rate it, like... I don't know, like, like a really, really strong, like, six, like, six to seven, like, very borderline. Mm-hmm. I need to give this album more time. Um, it could go up. It honestly could go down as well. I just need to listen to it more and just mm-hmm. get a more concrete idea of, like, what this album is. Yeah, agreed. Brittany? Mm, it's my first album of theirs, and I need to be fair, but yeah. at right now, like, five and a half, six. I'd, yeah, I honestly want would want you to like go through and listen to each album so you can get a bit not not within like a week of course just mm-hmm. over time so you can get a better idea of brand new sound as a whole yeah because i had no idea what to expect besides just emo yeah all right uh, carlos rating it's okay out of 10 oh. 10 out of 10 hiatuses okay out of 10. uh light eight light eight. Oh wow so you liked it fairly well yeah, I've, uh, I mean, it wasn't bad. Right. It also wasn't, like, Good. something that blew my expectations. Right. So, yeah, and then we were listening to um, LCD Sound System. American Dream. Dream. American Dream. Or is it It's just American Dream? Yeah. Or the American Dream. And this is a reverse. Well, Carlos, have you listened to LCD Sound System before? Yeah. Okay, so for Eddie and I, this, Carlos. Is, this is our first LCD Sound System album. So it is reverse of Britain's situation. Reverse, reverse. Um, it was good. Uh, I liked it. I liked it more than the brand new album, and it's my first LCD sound system album. Whereas these songs were generally longer than brand news. I felt like each song had like a sound going on, and there was always something happening. Whereas brand new was kind of just like plodding along through the minutes, and it was just a easy thing to listen to all the way through even the final song which was 12 minutes long i wasn't like oh man when is the song over i was just like <laughs> all right like let's see what you guys are doing yeah this album made me feel good yeah <laughs> yeah was... especially after listening to brand new i was like yeah. the american dream is possible yeah. or whatever he's talking about <laughs> death and being middle-aged yeah. but and... death is <laughs> possible but he presents it in such a way that you don't think about that like if yeah. you're not looking for it like you won't really mm-hmm. Get yeah. that out of the album. Yeah, agreed. Um, let me see, just looking at some of the tracks, standout tracks for me. Favorite song, Call the Police, <laughs> hands down. Call the Police? Call the Police. 
That's the one we listened to yesterday that was like, this is a Talking Heads song. Um, yeah. Right? Yeah. The, the intro track, Oh Baby, was pretty cool. I liked mm -hmm. a lot. Um, I love that Emotional Haircut song. Cause <laughs> emotional Haircut. <laughs> It's literally about getting a haircut to look younger when you're a middle-aged I was going to say, like, it, I mean, just kind of like the the tone. I, I'm glad that's one of the last tracks because if you're not getting it, like what this album's about, that track will make you get it. Mm -hmm. And it's like just trying to, you know, being obsessed with living as long as you can, you know, not mm -hmm. thinking about the end. Mm -hmm. no, and sometimes you're changing your appearance could help. Yeah. Making emotional yourself. haircut, and it's like, it, it's just what a great name for a song. The song is very catchy, poppy. I think it just has that. I want to feel that young, hip, you know, mm -hmm. fun feeling again. Right. Yeah. So that's one of my favorites for sure. When I first started listening to it, and like Britney was there, it sounds to me the way Nine Inch Nails would sound if mm -hmm. they were happy. Like it's a lot of instruments, it's a lot of happen. it's like a wall of sound that's hitting you just like Nine Inch Nails does, but Nine Inch Nails is just like beyond depressing. Yeah. Whereas this is like the opposite end of that. Like it's a lot of noise, a lot of sounds, and it's very orchestrated, but it has a happier tone to mm -hmm. it. It's like the upbeat Nine Inch Nails to me. Yeah. No, I could see that too. Um I mean but yeah, as a first time listener, I enjoyed it, yeah. Uh I definitely will take a look at you know, his discography. Is it just one guy? It's pretty kind much of? just one guy. <laughs> okay. Like he tours with <laughs> A full band. Sure, like yeah, yeah. but it's a, he's the brains behind yeah, it. Jake Very similar to Nine Inch Nails. Yeah, yeah. like Trent Reznor's the head. Yeah, but he always has like a band around him. Yeah, and... sure, sure. Carlos, um, for you guys, your avid uh, LCD sound system listeners, sound heads as they're called. What for real? Is that the call? No. no. <laughs> What's up, sound heads? I, I oh quit Jesus the God, <laughs> that's, that's terrible. That's worse than Super Hulak. I what? found it. Uh, I thought <laughs> oh, it was pretty good. Uh, it sounded like he had a lot of like instrumentals he wanted to get out on the album mm -hmm. that yeah. have been like in his head. Yeah, for a couple of years. Seven years. Yeah, I liked that he. See the difference between like this and the new brand new head album, the new Weezer album, new Blink One Eighty Two album, is that <coughs> so many he's been in the music business enough, and he's old enough to. He's capable of singing about new stuff now, where he's not talking about being in high school mm -hmm. or like, like talking to girls. He's talking about how he's tired of the music scene and how he's like getting older. How he's trying to keep up with it, and how he's way. trying to keep up with it. How like it's he just, missed his chance to be like a young pop yeah. star. And it's like even though it doesn't resonate with me, it's still like it an will. interesting <laughs> like narrative to listen to. And like, that's fair. Yeah, I don't know. Like experience. Um, yeah, like it's, it's really cool like, that he's not trying to keep capturing what he used to write about. Yeah, like he's exactly. very like, this is where I am in my life right now. Why should I write about something different? So yeah, it's like LCD sound system is very self-aware. Whereas the other people, I'm not saying they're not self-aware. It's just the other people, the Blink One Eighty Two, the Weezers, the brand yeah, new. It's like they're trying to keep the other once young but now old bands. Yeah, the yeah. ones yeah. the nostalgia. Yeah. Crew. Yeah. Exactly. The ones that won't, like, call it quits. Yeah. Well, it's write what you know. Mm -hmm. you know like, sure. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> 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 but you don't write what you know. I don't know. It's <laughs> a good punk lyrics, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and it's... It's just, like... They're kind of, like... I can see the fear of just, like, what if we don't... What if we're not as interesting as we were when we were younger? Or what well, if... All CD sound systems is, like... Well, I don't care, because <laughs> yeah. I'm going to write about my problems. Yeah. Yeah. Or it's like, what if 
we were only good back then because we were angsty and LCD sound system is like I don't care I don't want to die like here's this album <laughs> it's, a more, it, it, it's a different perspective at the same topic in a way it's like yeah. hey like you were talking about wanting to go back but like I'm old right now dude like look yeah. at like, like, look in the yeah. mirror like, it's like I can't stop now. looking forward I can't remember what it was like to look back yeah it's like they're looking they, yeah everyone else is looking back they're, he's looking forward it's like dude the end's like right there kind yeah. of thing, mm-hmm. which is really dark but it's really dark yeah, yeah. so Brittany your take on the album you guys said most of it already, but yeah. I, I'm glad. Really I'm glad agree. we got. I'm glad we. Yeah, I'm glad you guys it. like enjoyed it. Like, and, like got the tone of yeah. the album. And you were just like, yeah, it was good electronic music, which is what I expected. I was like, yeah. okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you. I very much enjoy it. I think I need a few more listens to put it on the same level as like Sound of Silver and This sure. Is Happening. But I'm so glad that his joke album became a real album. <laughs> Why was there like he like started album. writing some songs just like as a joke and then was like I'm gonna make an album mm-hmm. and then he headlined Coachella and then yeah I was gonna say he always headlined these huge festivals and like yeah well, like I always he hear was... people like oh dude LCD is gonna be there I'm like cool yeah who yeah <laughs> well because like the last album came out in 2010 mm. he announced like he was retiring basically he played like a sold out show at Madison Square Garden mm-hmm. and yeah. then was done mm. and then a year ago. Like announced he would be headlining at Outside Lands and then Coachella, which mm-hmm. everyone was like, I wonder if he's going to put out a new album, and then he did. FYF, too. FYF? Yeah. yeah. Would you say that he was pressured into putting out a new album, or was it just like I his decision, album, people are like feel surprised? I like he just wanted to do it. I feel like mm-hmm. he had something to say, and yeah. something just like... Very important to say. Yeah. His fans kept bothering him for new... Right. Yeah. <laughs> and which he is, was forced to like make up stuff. True. Which is why I wish bands wouldn't be like, this is our last ever album, like, we're done. I, if they're like, okay, we need to take a break, like... We need to figure out what's going on with our life. Do you think that's a good way to approach it, though? It's like, if, if you were, like, a well-established band that has, like, maybe five or six records behind them, and it's, like, they've toured, and, like, they have mm-hmm. a huge fan base, and then it's, like, would you announce, like, this is our last tour, we're not doing anything anymore, or it's, like, we're going to take a long break, I would, and then, but, and then, and, but then not come fans, back with something, though? I think it's yeah. better for the fans to say something, like, or for the, for the fans, for the fans to say something, like. It's better to leave it open. Yeah. Because if you say, we're done, this is our last album, and then you come back five, ten years later, it mm-hmm. seems disingenuous. Yeah. Like, you went to the final ever show, you it's bought just the like, merch. Yeah. yeah, it's like, it's like a movie, it's like, oh, we're, the, like, this is the last movie in the trilogy, it's like, just kidding, we're yeah. gonna come out with a prequel. It, like, <laughs> it doesn't always seem money-grabbing, but. It can come across that way, yeah. which is what you kind of want to avoid. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. do I have to move? Like, yeah, James Murphy okay. didn't come across that way at all to me. Like mm-hmm. Madison Square Garden show, he announced like this is his, my final show. This is it. It. Yeah. Pause. Um, really quick. Uh, before you made that move, yes. Um, this is what it was. All right, go back one move. So. And then this was me before because you put me in check, but you were already in check. Um, no, when you did this, you, you'd you be like this when you castled. And so I was in check. And so this next move would be this. Yeah. No, wait, hold on. So, so go back. Yes. And this is me before. Cause you got me in check. That's why I castled. Yeah. And what so was your move before that? Uh, you were right here, right? My, my move before that was like, move it over here. So you were there before, right? I was always here. I got you in check. And then I, oh, I was like here maybe I was here cause I took your night. Okay. I, I took your night, and then, then I moved to your, put you in check. Because I'm trying to figure out when I put you in check. All my friends? I thought you just did. Yeah. Oh, God. 
Because you castled and got yourself out of check, and yeah. then you moved your queen. Oh, was that after? Yeah. Right, you I'm moved sorry. your queen and got me in check, and I didn't realize it. And then you put your bishop. Yeah. Guardian block. All right, cool. Yeah, so now... Yeah, okay. And... Scene. Figured out some chess stuff. <laughs> Perfect. Um, I don't know, yeah. What would you rate the album, Brittany? Starting out of you? what? Go ahead, Brittany. You, you make the... Out of the ten, rating. Ten fast, what? what was your favorite song on the album, Carlos? Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about Carlos for a second. How did I'm you really feel? I'm really bad at this, because, like, I, I gave it two, like, straightforward listen-tos. And so you didn't really, like, okay. I, I pay attention? I didn't really, like, pay attention to... Mm-hmm. That's fine. That's totally fine. Tonight is my favorite one. It's very, very, like, poppy. Yeah. Call the no. police for me. Yeah, mm-hmm. I already said it. Yeah. Eddie, what about you? Eddie? I like Emotional Haircut a lot. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I think a second one, though, would probably be um, Oh Baby. Yeah, yeah that's one of my favorites. It's a good intro track. I'm a sucker for, like, intro tracks, man. If they do it right, I'm like, fuck yeah. Yeah, like... <laughs> You chose this for a reason, like exactly. Good reason. Both yeah. albums for me had good intro tracks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Out of ten hiatuses again? No, <laughs> different, different rate. Yeah, but different. How rate. about ten haircuts? Ten haircuts. Oh, ten haircuts. Emotional or not? Yeah, ten uh, being most emotional. Strong eight, eight and a half. Yeah, Carlos. <laughs> Deep in thought, Carlos. Mm-hmm. Well, while he's thinking, I'm gonna give it an eight as well. Uh, I'll give it a 7 better than brand new but I still need to listen to it more yeah and like it's not my favorite album of the year but it was a good album so leave it at 7 it's a good it's a good new listen to for me it's I think change the flavor a little bit for brand new this is probably like a bad first album to listen to with LCD sound system this is probably a good (laughs) first album because you get it goes up from here too yeah Yeah. you gotta listen to um, the the first few albums Mm -hmm. yeah they're really good Yeah, because I know what it's about, basically. Like, mm-hmm. the the well, you know, yeah, I think um, I think you'll probably really like Devil and God. That one's my favorite album. So, oh, so good. There but was get there though. You got to go through Europe, um, Europe and Asia. There was you a link start of, from beginning. Of yeah, you, you gotta. There was a song or a YouTube clip. Damn it, <laughs> YouTube clip. I wanted to show you. It's a sewing season for uh-huh. brand new. But every time they say yeah, it's a little John. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's like the whole friggin' uh, was it Lumineers? The yeah, hi, <laughs> yeah, exactly like that, dude. Which has become one of my favorite videos of all time. Yeah. That video cheers me up. Um, okay, cool. So that's wrap on music talk, I guess. Yeah, that was about a solid thirty minutes of music. Yeah. All right, guys, you ready to talk about it? Spoopy. You guys ready to be spooped? Yeah. yeah. All right, so uh, let's point out the uh, elephant in the room. Uh, Carlos is a big ass bitch. <laughs> oh damn! <laughs> Carlos didn't see the new It 2017 movie. Because uh, he's scared. Because he... there are a couple reasons. Were you scared? Why. Okay, what right, well, reasons? go ahead. Explain. This is your chance. Uh, first of all, I don't like jump scares, which are prominent in wait, wait, a lot of. Wait, How do you feel about horror movies in general? I don't like them. After well done. But you don't like jump scares. I don't like jump scares. Would you say there are many jump scares in this? Well, yes. well hold on. I'll proceed. Uh, one thing I was really weird about watching the movie was. In the book, and I'm pretty sure in the first movie, there's a kid orgy in No, it's not in the TV. And I, I actually spoiled myself for it. It is in the book, for sure. Yes, yeah. for sure it, in the book. It's it's not in this film. No, it, it is not. No, <laughs> no pretty much uh, every but, director has said, like, I'm not putting that in my movie. Well, that's and weird. the thing is, too, like, you can't. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> it's can't. It's really hard to yeah. go about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> and the thing is about that, too, is... Um, but here's the other thing, though. There's a lot of scenes that have to that don't have anything to do with it, <laughs> it? The, the clown in the mm-hmm. book, Pennywise? And yeah, in the book that are scary. 
Like, a lot of the shit people do in Stephen the story... Stephen King is able to, like, make you just so disgusted by people. Mm-hmm. Which is a... So, in one scene in the book, when they're bullying one of the characters, Henry... By the way, there's going to be tons of spoilers. They rub gravel into his gums, mm-hmm. and they start, like, carving an H into his stomach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. And yeah. that's just, like, really... Like... I like, so are you I like, just saying that I, it's art because it makes me feel something? It makes me feel like anxiety, <laughs> yeah. and sure. I was just like, I don't want to pay t- thirteen, fourteen dollars to go. Pay, do I that. paid eleven fifty, bro. <laughs> um, but so you're just saying that the you're turned off by the fact of like the real gruesome, like you know, like mm-hmm. scenes, like stuff like that. Like yeah. it, it's just, dude. All right, so like I see what you're saying because a movie like this with an R rating, it deserves it because. The book, I know, though I have not read it, but I've heard that this stays very true to the book as far as like how gruesome it could be, how violent it could be, yeah. and the movie definitely does not disappoint as far as that goes. I mean, there's, you know, kids getting mauled by clowns, like there's, you know, kids getting hurt, you know, the first beaten, scene, bloodied. A kid gets his arm bitten off. Yeah, and it's really hard to but, watch at first, but it sets the tone. I think it's important. It's that the worst parts of the book aren't necessarily related to the clown. Like, the whole book is about, like... Oh, it's supposed to show that, like... People are terrible. And also the fact that Pennywise, he has such a huge influence on the town that, like, people are terrible because of Pennywise in this town. And they do everything to influence Pennywise and, like, make people afraid and things like that. So, I mean, it's... I guess it's good that you're uncomfortable by it because that's what... It is a truly terrifying thing, yeah. Like, he wanted some of the people to be worse than Pennywise, and yeah. they definitely are. Yeah. So, uh, and really quick, uh, yeah, the movie It is an adaptation of Stephen King's novel. Uh, when did it come out? 1986. Yeah, so it's just about a killer clown uh, that terrorizes the town of Derry, Maine, um, and a group of kids get caught in it, it, yeah this this the, it is an it like it's not just a clown it takes the form of whatever it wants technically and it feeds off of fear it feeds off of children mainly and then it goes to rest for 27 years so um, this film takes place in 1990 um, when 1989 no 88 89 when the yeah. movie takes place yeah, yeah. this uh, current film yes so anyways uh, uh, it is back and it's awake it's awoken and it terrorizes the town of Derry once again. Um, yeah, so uh, first impressions, guys. Have you guys seen the uh, old films first? I it's a, saw it when I was a kid. Yeah. Some TV miniseries? Yeah, it's a TV miniseries. miniseries. It, was TV, it was directed for TV. Um, it, uh, it's, it's a really long, long It's miniseries. three hours. Yeah, mm-hmm. but that's because the first half is takes place of the main characters when they're children, and then adults. the second half is when they're adults, 27 years later, when it comes back. Which is what? this movie is going to do. Yeah, and spoiler alert, by the way, uh, they're going to make part two. The full title of this, uh, it, I mean, it's It Chapter One, yeah. um, The Losers Club is uh, the subtitle. That's cool. And then, yeah, then the second one will be coming out sometime soon. But it is, the it, absolutely. <laughs> the loser The loser adult. The funniest <laughs> part of the movie is like when it ended and it said It Chapter One, everyone was like, what? We heard the entire theater just start whispering, like, yeah. Chapter One? Yeah. Dude, yeah. I was like, so come funny. on, y'all. Y'all could have seen this coming? Like, yeah. I feel like it's super important to do that though because if, tr- if they tried to do the kid uh, part of the book and the adult part no, of the there's no way movie, and that's the, th- that's the downside like about movies mess of and yeah. that's why it's hard to adapt books into films because you need those details man uh, this film compared to the uh, the miniseries back then was um, there's a lot of other plots subplots that are left out 
um, that this movie actually was able to hold together because and that's also, the way they're doing it. Uh, Brittany and I, we looked up like the plot of the book after the movie, and there was a lot of stuff from like the adult part that mm-hmm. they put into the kid part of this movie. Yeah, and it was interesting because now I'm like, because you know they're going to tie it in somehow. But I'm wondering how they're going to make a two-hour movie about the adults when mm-hmm. so much of the adult stuff was taken and pushed onto the kids' movie. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just curious mm-hmm. to see what their take on the adult side is going to be. I'm curious about it too, and like a lot of. People saying too, like, well, who are they going to have star in it? Mm-hmm. And there was like, there is even ideas that um, the because the movie, the miniseries came out twenty seven years ago, yep, uh, mm-hmm. which is awesome. And uh, they're saying, oh, what if the kids from the miniseries play the adults in this one? I'm like, that'd be funny. But um, mm-hmm. they even asked the kids too, like, oh, who would you want to play your adult self? And like, I think uh, what's his name? Um, uh, who's the chubby kid in the movie? Ben. Ben from Soch. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't uh, know the actor's yeah. name. Yeah. yeah, he said that uh, he's like I like he's like I think Chris Pratt could do my character yeah. justice. I'm like yeah, oh, really because cool. in the book yeah. uh, Ben when he's an adult he got skinny, so yeah. like mm-hmm. it works perfectly. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but what you guys think so far? Like overall, good. I liked it a lot. Like I went in kind of with whatever expectations. Like I wasn't hoping for it to be great. I just wanted. <laughs> uh, there were some parts where I was definitely like nervous watching it. Were you nervous I going into over, the film? I can't remember what scene you were like holding onto your chest. <laughs> Dude, no, I was just oh, resting no. like this. No, oh. you had your hand right here. Oh, that's just because. I was like, are you okay? You no, I was like this because my arms kept falling asleep. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, I need blood back in my arms. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, yeah, I was just. I was never like scared, like the jump scares or whatever. Like, I, I didn't think there were jump scares. I thought it was just like creepy throughout the entire movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and, that, and that's one thing I really like about this film is like it, they, they didn't do cheap jump scares just to do them like it all made sense like it was to set the atmosphere the tone the mood of the mm-hmm. film um, and the way they did it was very you know you knew it was coming but it still was creepy it was still off-putting scary mm-hmm. um, yeah so I, I like how they did that I think they did a good job of not making it entirely horror as well like a lot of the scenes with just the kids was like really funny dude yeah like, it especially had a lot of heart. Um, had a lot like of spoilers in the when they went to Ben's room and there was just like the cut to the new kids on the block. Dude, that shit was so, so funny. And like it just zooms in the super editing, hard onto it and it just like plays their music. Yeah, the like, editing was so like, funny, dude. I was like, that, like this isn't your ordinary horror film. Yeah, like, like it's just this it, isn't horror <laughs> because it makes you comfortable. Like the, the the way they're editing it makes you comfortable as an audience member. And then when the scares come, it's like, oh, dude, you're already like uh-huh. deep into the film. Like it's done so well that way. But moments like that, like stood out. Like it, it just shows perfect. like this is kind of like a kid's story and like it's not all like terror and horror well, it's, like, like, it's it's a coming of age film like, yeah overall they're really. still having fun and they're still with friends and yeah. they're trying it's to like figure the, this out the, the same theme kept popping up was like you know it's summer we're supposed to be having fun mm-hmm. like that's said over and over throughout the film it's like yeah these are kids man like so it, it's what they're going through is like it's terrifying it's truly yeah. terrifying I kept seeing people describe it more as a dark adventure film mm-hmm. it's a dark Goonies film yeah, yeah. for sure yeah, yeah. Okay. It's super dark. You would so like, like you would like the movie. Yeah, you would really <laughs> like it, dude. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, we're gonna spoil the hell out of it right now, but well, I mean, I've already read like most of the books. Oh, cool. Well, but yeah, I mean, like I freaking love the movie. I saw it twice already, and uh, the very first ten minutes like was so well terrifying. done, but terrifying though. Yeah, you get like the littlest kid, like just mm-hmm. little baby brother, mm-hmm. going playing with a little sailboat. So yeah, and dude, he gets. Um, he gets uh, mauled by Pennywise. Which I thought was, like... I was surprised by that. Yeah, I was, too. Because like, they showed it. Like, uh, I didn't think it was going to happen, because in the trailers, they don't really show it. And then, like... Yeah. like his... Well, and you know it's coming, too. Like, you see him, like, leaning by the gutters. Like, you know he's coming up. And then when Pennywise reveals himself, it's like... Like, it's, it's just creepy, and yeah. you don't see him. you Because know, he's over... He's, you know, he's shadowed. Yeah. And uh, the way he just talks to him just suckers him into, like, hey, yeah. man, here's your boat back. Yeah. And then when he attacks, it's yeah. like... 
that that was scary. Yeah, and in the book, apparently, like, I don't think Pennywise, like, drags him in. I think, like, he just kind of, like, falls into the gutters, and uh, he just bleeds out and dies, like, yeah. right there. Oh, Where, yeah. Where, like, in this, like, he was taken Dude, by and, like, all the blood left on the, on the ground, yeah. too. It was like, yeah. Jesus, man. Yeah. Yeah, I... I <laughs> when I was in the movie theater, like, after he got his arm bitten off, I was like, holy shit, like, because they're showing him, like, crawling away yeah, with one yeah. nub, and I'm like... Oh my god, like, I was just hands like, over my mouth, fuck? like, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. the most violent they've been with, like, a kid in a mainstream yeah. movie in a, in like which a is, long time. But that, that, like I said, that sets the tone for the yeah. whole movie. Yeah. I'm glad they put that as the first scene. It's like, hey, like, hey, this is what you, die. Yeah, this is what you're getting into, by And the it's way. like, this is the book. We are staying true to the book. Yeah, so, like, that was, like, really well done. Um, Another thing that I liked that they had in the trailer when Bill was in the basement yeah. and Georgie was, like, saying, well, Flo, and his... It was different in the trailer how, like, I'm, it showed him, like, zombify and, like... He turned de- into a demon almost. Yeah, yeah. like, decaying. It's yeah. like, wow. Pennywise had his arm, like... In, in, in him, Georgie. Like, like a puppet. Yeah, yeah he was controlling. So creepy. Yeah, I was yeah. like, wow, like... I'm glad they did that, though, because I'm, I, I don't know if that was, like, a... Because, like, even in the commercial, too, like, the TV spot, when he's just him screaming and getting louder and louder, yeah, it's still he, really disturbing. Yeah. But this time he was, like... It, it was... Oh, I got yeah. like... I wonder if they, yeah, yeah, it's like, oh, cool, I wonder if they have that plan beforehand, like, all right, for TV, we're going to do this, but alternative in the movie, we're going to... When we can show rated R. Yeah, they still had some tricks up their sleeves, yeah. And by the way, that scene was probably the one that made me was like, after after it ended, I was like, (laughs) okay, here we go. I thought it was, like, creepy how, like, um, Pennywise, like, ran towards him and, like, didn't land and he just like hit the stairs and yeah. just like slid yeah. off like back into the if water. If Bill was a second late, he would have been yeah, he was gone. Yeah, dead. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that, that that was truly terrifying. Um, I really like the kids, man. I think these kid actors are so good. Yeah. Uh, Finn from Stranger Things is in it too, and he's like one of my favorite characters in the whole movie. Best best part of the movie. Yeah, he's he's the he's the, what's his name Richie. Yeah, he's, yeah, Richie, but he's, like, the mouth of the Goonies, like, mm-hmm. how he just talks and talks and talks, like... And they keep making fun of him for it. Yeah, <laughs> and, like, he, and he's like, it's a gift, like... <laughs> but he was... He brought balance to it, like, he was Brit- just that kid that you want to have around, even though he's, like... Annoying. He, he, he gets on your nerves, but it's like, ah, oh, you love him. Mm-hmm. Brittany um, was, like, kind of... She didn't like him at first, and I was no, like... at first I was like, why is this kid talking so much? Yeah, but then I was like, that's how, like, 13-year-old kids... like. He always had that one kid. There's a 13-year-old boy who's just, like, super, like, graphic and, like, super sexual, but you know he's never done anything. Yeah, it's like, just, he constantly oh, roasts man. everyone. Like, yeah. even uh, when they pick up Eddie from uh, his house and... His mom's like, oh, wait, don't you, aren't you forgetting some Eddie goes kiss his mom on the cheek, and then Richie's like, oh, do you want one from me too, Mrs. K? <laughs> that, like, that was a funny moment. Like, that just shows, like, there's that one friend that everyone had that was just, like, always crossed the line. My favorite line was, like, can only virgin see this con? Is that why I'm not seeing anything? <laughs> Dude, he's, like, he's like, why don't we have to draw straws, man? If we were drawing dick size, like, y'all would have lost. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, and he he always brought up like a sexual reference, or yeah. just tried to like add to his like. Appear- was, they were talking about the history of the town, and they were like, it was "Oh, like this a- town used to be a beaver trapping town." Yeah, and he's he like. Was like it still is, am I right, boys? <laughs> and no one like, and no one They're gives just him like, to shut it. Shut up, dude! It's like, so funny. It was written in a way that wasn't like eye roll. It was just like, yeah, this is kind of how like stupid That's how teenage boys old. talk. Yeah. yeah, and it was just it's, it's funny. Because I'm a girl. Yeah, stupid. Oh, dude. Yeah, <laughs> it was just funny. Oh, so stupid. Someone online said that Get Out and the It like they understood how important comic relief is in mm-hmm. a scary movie. And well, because it's real life. Good, did it well. Good it's real life, relief. yeah. And you think, it, like, these are just kids on their summer break, and none of them want to deal with this, but mm-hmm. Bill has that strong call to action that 
hey, man, he's been looking for his brother. His brother is his best friend. Mm-hmm. Um, he still thinks, there's a part of him that still thinks he's alive out there. That wants him to be alive. That wants him to be alive, exactly. So it's like that's his drive. And like because he has such a strong bond with his friends, um, that that's what gets the mm-hmm. whole group to and you know, like go Bill is like if I don't figure this out now, like I'm never gonna be able to let it go. Yeah, it's like, exactly. This is, and that's what he wants. He wants freedom. He wants to because he feels like it's his fault, you know, because he yeah. made the boat for his son, uh, his son, his brother. <laughs> he, he made the bo- hey, he what made the this? he made the boat for his brother, and like he feels like he's very because yeah, he wasn't there to protect him. Exactly, you know, because he was sick. He even said too. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I thought it was a very well lighthearted, uh, you know, group of kids. Uh, unfortunately, having to go through this, dude. Like, let's talk about how freaking gruesome it was. Though, like, the bullies are like bullies, man. Yeah. Like, they are like some bullies I've never seen before. Like the carving scene you didn't yeah. like in the book. Yeah. That was in the movie. Yeah, oh, they carved got, got an H and it carved like an H. In the because he was going to spell out his name Henry into the the, the chubby kids or uh, <laughs> was it Ben? Was it ben? Yeah. In, in Ben's stomach. So they lifted him up. They're making fun of him because he's fat. And then they're gonna, tits. yeah, they call him tits or cottage cheese, and then they yeah. start carving his name in his stomach. And yeah, dude, he was gonna carve his entire name in his stomach, yeah. but he got away. It was it was yeah. graphic. Dude. It was hard to watch. You and know? like kicked him and then rolled. Yeah, and, down and the, the thing is too, like you think like not only is Pennywise an enemy, but like dude, the adults in this town are enemies too. Like mm-hmm. no one does anything. The, the adults are like the creepiest things ever. It reminded me of like Charlie Brown, where it's like. The kids are the main focus. The adults don't matter. Yeah. And when you when they do show the adults, it's like, dude, like, holy shit! Like, mm-hmm. the pharmacist is like super creepy, mm-hmm. um, very like rapey. Like, uh, Bev Beverly's do- uh, yeah. father, yeah, super like yeah. scary, rapey kind and of tones. It that he's shows the power Pennywise has. Like, the adults just don't think about this stuff. Like, all the kids disappearing. Like, it's not a huge thing. Like, there's not really like yeah. cops everywhere. It's just like, yeah, kids just go missing. I guess. Yeah, it's, it's just it's, an, it's just another thing. It's, it's because Pennywise is like has such that much power. He's yeah. just like the adults. They can't see me. They don't need to worry about me. They're not going to worry about the kids. Exactly. They just think they go missing. And the thing is, like, it, may, it bothers me too. It's like obviously it's a different time. Their kids can go out and have fun on their own. Mm-hmm. But with the amount of children that have disappeared in this town, don't you think someone would have been like done something? Like the only person I think that actually tried to do something was Eddie's mom. Even though she was very psychotic, yeah. she tried to keep him in the house by like making him think he's more sick than he really is. Yeah. Um, and like, hey, don't go out. You know, it's dangerous out there. Mm-hmm. But uh, at the same time, though, like that's really the only parent that I think actually tried to keep their son inside, protected, safe. Whereas everyone else lets their kids go roam around, knowing very well that there's like bullies out there, yeah. like that, like Henry and his goons yeah. that cause so much harm, nearly killing and kids. Even then, like you could see it as a bad thing that Eddie's mom was like that because they needed to stick together at that time. Yeah, like, and, and then you, d- you realize the heart in it. It's like you have yeah. to be with your friends like when you yeah. need them the most because they're the only ones that can do something yeah, for you. Yeah, Bev tried to say that. Like, yeah. we only hurt him because we were together and we yeah. were scared. Mm-hmm. And then Eddie's mom was like, well, now you can't be together. Yeah. So it's yeah. like, okay, so... Well, there's so some- he breaks his arm. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah, he breaks his arm. Oh, that scene. It seems rough. When, when, when they go scariest. into the they go into the it house uh, to find the well. The house. It. Yeah. It the house. house. Yeah. They go into well they go into <laughs> the house and they uh, they try to they try to you know get it get it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Anyways, yeah. Eddie breaks his arm that and that uh, sequence was terrifying. Like starting from when like oh it was like a haunted house. Yeah. When Richie found yeah. the missing poster of himself. Of himself. Like I got chills. I was like. Ooh, creepy. Like, he and, was so scared. Like yeah. I was like, "Oh, this is his yeah. biggest." You finally, yeah, he to go missing. Yeah, know? like his all he kept saying after like a couple minutes was like, "Am I gonna go missing? Am I gonna go missing?" It's like, yeah. geez. And he's the I one too that like, there's out. a lot of great foreshadowing in this film too. He's the one that said like, "Oh, you know, Betty Repson like she's probably gonna be found like dead with maggots in her eyes." And when he was in the the house, he lifted up the casket and saw like a little fake plastic doll of him with, with maggots, maggots in his eyes. Yeah. I'm like, "Oh, damn, crazy." Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. And but um uh yeah, that scene that whole sequence was rough to he watch. Came out of the fridge like upside down and twisted. Yeah, yeah poor Ben, because he got the age card in him, and then he gets slashed by yeah. Pennywise on the other side. He's got yeah, helper coming out of him. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, freaking all right. Pennywise the clown, played by Bill Skarsgård from yeah. Hemlock Grove. Really good, so good. And yeah. Tim Curry actually said yes, like to yeah. it. You know, he like gave the blessing and everything. He's like, this is a great, and great clown. What'd you think about the clown? Yeah, the scene when they're in like his lair, mm-hmm. and like the door opens, and he's just like dancing with the most deadpan face, and yeah, just yeah. like blaring music, like it. It's really uh, showed to me, like, this isn't a clown. It's something trying to be a clown. Yeah. And it's like, oh, well, clowns dance. And, like, so he's just dancing, but, like, there's no Penny emotion. Yeah, it's an alien's interpretation of yeah. what a clown It's like clowns dance and there's music and everything, but, like, he's not happy. He's not the enjoying way I, it. The way I viewed that, too, was, like, I, I know what you're talking about. And it was, it was funny. I heard people chuckle in the theater. But me, I was like, this is creepy as hell. I, that's probably and the I, most... And I, I thought, I think he was, like, I also think a part of Pennywise was just trying to get that shock value out of Beverly because he knows she's not afraid of him. Mm-hmm. And he's yeah. trying... Because, like, you know, there's... In real life, there's lots of people that are afraid of clowns. Mm-hmm. There's lots of people that aren't afraid of clowns. Like, I'm just one of the people that aren't really afraid of clowns. Like, they're creepy, but... Mm-hmm. No, that doesn't really phase me. And yeah. I think she's one of those people. And he's trying to get her... He's trying so hard to get her to be scared of Yeah. Him. Yeah. Yeah, I just thought that he was just super <laughs> weird. And, like, he was trying Very to, like, weird. make the kid whoever is there like not be afraid but in doing so to me mm-hmm. he was like the most creepy thing you did it, it was movie. one of the creepiest things for sure <laughs> um i'm not scared by that part yeah yeah when he's just like in the field like smiling and he's chewing on the hand when oh, mike yeah, is yeah. being attacked yeah and yeah. before so the rock like war waving this di- like dismembered arm yeah i was like it, it, he's just trying to get in them like hey by so the way scary. i'm still here yeah. um I read, uh, he's just a creep, but he did such a good job though. His voice, like the very first, you know, time we get to see Pennywise is with the gutter with, uh, mm-hmm. with uh, Georgie. And like I said, the way he talks and manipulates Georgie to kind of like, like, you know, I love that conversation. Like I thought it was terrific writing the way he's like, Oh, I'm afraid of this clown. But he's like, Hey, you know, like, you know, can't you hear the carnival down here? Like, mm-hmm. you know, all we got candy. No, you, you smell know, the, what's like, what candy, else is there? What like, else is there? You know, and he's like, trying to get, you know, Georgie to be a part of it. And he's like, and then he's like, popcorn. He's like, yeah, popcorn. He's like, is that your favorite? He's yeah. like, yeah. He's like, I love popcorn too. And then and like, you see him start like drooling. Dude, that was the best part. Like the way he's like drooling at the mouth, talking to this kid, yeah. like it's so creepy. Yeah. And then like, he, he knows when he's got him too. He's like, when, when Georgie starts laughing, he's like, I got him. Yeah. Hook, line, sinker. You know? Especially that's like, creepy. One of the first couple lines Georgie's like, well, I can't take something from strangers. Stranger. And he's like, well, this is my name. What's your name? And he's like, good. Yeah. Now we're not strangers. And I was like, oh, yeah. God. It's scary because kids are that easily Yeah, and that's like, what's like, scary about Real it. people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you think about this, too. It's like, yeah, it definitely mirrors real life. Like, dude, there's people out here that talk to kids like that. Yeah. That, and these kids go missing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that that was very, very impactful. Um, but yeah. <laughs> bringing back all the feelings I had yesterday. <laughs> I got over it. It's scary. Now it's I'm, creepy. like, freaked out again. One of uh, my favorite moments, too, was... Um, when all the kids, like the whole group is finally connected as a group together and they go back to Bill's house and they, um, <laughs> doorbell, uh, they go back to Bill's house and they have the projector Ugh. and they're looking at the map of Derry. Uh, that was even scarier in the movie than in the trailer. It was way scarier. Yeah. And you know what's funny too? Cause like the second time I saw the movie, I went to the bathroom and that was a creepy experience already, but I came back to the theater, but that part was starting. I was like, Oh, I don't want to go up and, you know, get distract everybody. So I waited on the side aisle by myself. And I found myself, I kept turning over to look to see if anyone was coming. And dude, when it, when the scare happened, like, I was like, oh shit, dude, <laughs> this is way scarier than, I'd rather be in the crowd of people than right. by myself Just in this hallway. By yeah. It was nice of you to stay 
stand by the side because like, well because I didn't because I, I people who haven't seen it yet I was like dude it's a good part you don't want to interrupt yeah. like I do not really want to interrupt yeah I left during the when they were cleaning the bathroom I was like ah it's a good part to get up yeah. yeah the cheesy montage yeah I was like ah but, but it's eighties yeah no. it's eighties so many people were like knocking that and I was like it's just. Yeah. No, and it just, it just shows like it's a good scene. Like uh, it could have been shortened a little bit, but mm-hmm. it's a good scene because it shows the kids like how they are friends. Like they yeah. truly are friends. They see what adults can't, and they are there to help each other in the end, yeah. which they did. So it's just it's really cool to see that. Um, let me see what else. What else? Anything else? Oh, uh, to talk about that orgy scene, Carlos. Um, so I read. Uh, an interview with Stephen King, like, I guess he was talking about, like, why he wrote that in the first place. Because back then, I guess it was a different time. Still a little weird. But it's it's, in, still pretty, in it's the kid no, orgy. <laughs> obviously. Well, if anything, it would have been weirder like back then. Well, yeah. <laughs> but the way, right, and I totally agree. I think it's still weird, though. I'm like, you probably don't need that. But uh, the way his reasoning behind it was, like, uh, they knew the kids, like, were going to have to, like, separate and, like, you know, go off and grow up and be, because they know they got 27 years till it comes back. And when you're a kid, sometimes you forget a lot of things, you know? And the way to kind of like signify this moment, remember it, was to really draw the line in the sand that this is the crossover from childhood to adulthood, and which is why like the Beverly ended up like having sex with like each boy in the Losers Club. Like, dude, that's like six dudes. Like, don't do that. Yeah. But that, but that was the reason behind it, though. Which is why in this film they're like, we're not doing that. We're yeah. gonna do a blood oath instead. Which, so that's why they cut their hands. Something they like stood that. in a circle, and it's like still a little much, but it's better. It's a much better. I thought that was very like. Like, yeah, yeah it's like they, they made they a pack. This is so important. We're they made a pack. Even yeah. If Stephen King wanted to be adult, like give them like a pack of cigarettes and they each like smoke a cigarette, or give them like some alcohol yeah, and they get to like, cross over to adulthood. Yeah. But the thing is, too, like a lot of those kids, it's, I mean, Beverly was smoking like a train, dude. Like, yeah. She, she freaking stole a pack of cigarettes from yeah. the pharmacy. So it's like, mm-hmm. it's like, I guess maybe that probably didn't have the impact. But I think the blood oath was perfect. Blood oath is better, Stephen. I better. think Stephen King the innocence without and and plus he still and uh, Beverly still like. You know, or sorry, Bill kissed Beverly still, which still kind of yeah. like sealed that more adulthood. Too. Yeah, where Stephen King is just like a weird <laughs> dude who writes weird stuff. Oh no, and like when he wrote it, he, it was probably during the when he wrote it, he was doing like eight pounds of cocaine a day. Yeah, probably like, he was he messed was just, up. I, I feel strange. like he didn't even have like the ethics in his head about like, like should I write this? Kid orgy. Like just, he got published and he was like, when did I write that? He like, just did it. He's like, you know, it'd be dope if this had a kid orgy. It's really funny because I was on a. I was on Reddit last night, mm. and somebody brought up the fact, like, somebody quoted him from an interview. I was like, yeah, people always bring up the kid orgy, but nobody ever brings up the fact that, like, I graphically wrote kids, like, getting murdered super bad. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder what people's priorities like. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> it's like the whole sex sells thing, but it's, like, obviously not. Yeah. Kinda, I don't know. It's like, that was 30 years ago almost, so it's like whatever. I'm, I'm glad that they were able to interpret it in a much better way. Yeah. It's probably what... Stephen King maybe should have done. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, though, it's just like, okay, he wrote it, whatever. You know? Like it's just, it, it I, clearly I didn't need to be a part of the book. It was just a really weird thing that he added, and it, I get what he was trying to get Yeah, it had meaning, but like, it, it could have done it a different way. Could have interpreted it been way a different ways. approach, for yeah. sure. And I'm glad that the miniseries and this <clears throat> were able to get the meaning out there without making it super weird. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, A couple last things, too, on this film is... Uh, Freaking! Oh, I thought it was interesting. The Duffer Brothers wanted to direct it so bad. Um, a couple years ago, they actually put a request like, "We want to direct maybe a remake of it. Can we do this?" And I guess the studios were like, um, 
what have you guys done? Like, not enough experience. Sorry. Right. And then they went off to make Stranger Things, which definitely mirrors what it is. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, obviously, they were heavily inspired by 80s movies where kids, you know, like Stand By Me, The Goonies. Um, so it's like, now they're well-established directors. But uh, this current director, I forget his name. I always forget his name. But he does such a good job with it, though. Like, mm-hmm. I love it. Like uh, Andres, Andres Muschietti? Yeah, yeah. Muschietti? Yeah, that's him. Okay. I'm yeah. glad it's getting good reception, too. Oh, so good. It's, it's destroying the box office it, right it now. Out, it broke it uh, like, out, like, best horror film so yeah. far opening weekend. It best uh, Thursday opener it's in gonna general. It's going to easily be the best like Stephen King movie adaption. Dude, I, it's well worth the wait. And I'm glad because like, I've only watched just the first trailer, and that's it. <laughs> yeah. And uh, But I tried to avoid the second and third trailer that came out, too, because I wanted to be very well surprised, and I definitely was. And it, I think it was well worth the wait, for sure. Oh, yeah. I think it was... I think you should see it, Carlos. As, yeah, it's it's a it's good scary, movie. Go but in, the, like, the daytime. they do a good they, they do a great <laughs> job. No, 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 they do a great job of <laughs> easing it into a lot of these moments. Though, like I thought it was gonna be like, oh shit, yeah, I'm not gonna sleep. Giving you breaks, like mm-hmm. it's not horror, horror, horror. It's like horror. There's a lot of There's a lot of a horror. Lot of horror. Like yes, oh, there's a lot of horror. But, but it's, it's like a light, funny moment. You're just like. But oh, to God. call it to call it just a horror movie, I think would probably be an injustice to the film. Like it's a horror movie. It's a coming of age film. Um, it's adventurous, like it's got comedy in it. Um, it's a very well balanced film in general. It's two hours fifteen minutes, but it's it's well worth. Didn't the time. really feel like that. It didn't. Yeah. yeah. Even the second viewing too, I was like, damn, it's going by quick. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so final um, thoughts, rating. Um, question. Yeah. You saw it twice because you wanted to like pay attention. To yeah. Uh, what did you notice, like on a second? Uh, so that foreshadowing watching? I was talking about with Richie, um, how sometimes he'll say something and then it'll come back at the end. So yeah. like with the whole maggots thing. Yeah. That I noticed. Um, uh, I already noticed him the first time, but just seeing it again when he's in the clown room, you see the old Pennywise yeah, chilling. That was really cool too. Um, but no, I just wanted to try to pick up on other things. Just kind of, I the arcs like are very well done with each character. There's so many characters, but they're all done so well. I noticed how much more like uh, like deadpan like walls that the parents are. Yeah. Um, but I mean, overall though, it's just I I, I just want to see also too like how well it holds second time, mm-hmm. and I think it's so good. Like. It, mm-hmm. I, I want to see it again, but yeah. I'll wait a little bit longer. Uh, but nothing like crazy that I noticed. I'm sure there's something in there that probably I might have missed, but no, nah, it's just fun to watch again. Uh, so final rating. The one thing that I want to oh. see again, sorry. Yeah. Said I want to talk about this. No. <laughs> yes. Um, when Ben's in the library, like doing all the research, yeah. the librarian is apparently like in the background, out of mm-hmm. focus, just like smiling at him. Like staring at him, smiling really. Oh shit! Sure. And like that, people yeah. are saying, like it's probably Pennywise, like probably in yeah. her shape, like yeah, setting like, him up. If they said it was like the creepiest thing they've ever seen. Mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of people say like I missed that. I can't believe no one else saw that. I gotta check that out again. I didn't yeah. notice that. I either. haven't seen any. That was a creepy scene mind. too. Yeah. Like when he was down there by himself. It reminded me of Ghostbusters. With the headless. <laughs> yeah, the headless kid. Yeah. Uh, it was cool seeing him like be so interested in the town of Derry because mm-hmm. it, it's a clever way to get that backstory across to the viewer mm-hmm. to where it's like now this is why Pennywise keeps showing up you know mm-hmm. um, this is why this is like that you seeing each of the kids own fears come to life was like truly terrifying because you know when you're a kid you know you always had that one picture or painting you never wanted to look at when you're growing up that you would always pass by mm-hmm. you know covering the side of your face avoiding mm-hmm. purposely yeah. um, you know everyone's afraid of natural things like clowns or like you know which is why Pennywise in the books Pennywise says that's why he preys on kids because they have more tangible fears stuff yeah. that he can easily like manifest yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so that's why kids like are targeted clowns paintings mm, yeah. like, I love dude Bill Skarsgård did such a good job dude Pennywise like manifesting his death <laughs> <laughs> Pennywise manifests as failure or like 
Yeah. <laughs> Losing a job. Yeah. Uh, being alone. <laughs> it makes me think Depression. about it. No, it makes me think about like what are you? It's, just a it's like what are you truly afraid of? It's like kids. Like they have these, you know. Like, yeah, like one yeah, word. Fears. One word fears. Like you know, simple fears. Yeah, burning down, uh, like being trapped in. Well, hit Mike's Mike's through. stories. Oh my god! Like. Yeah. You know, losing his parents to a fire is like, and then oh. his scene too, where they like the door, like all the hand. Oh, oh my god, yeah. that was crazy. Um, so you see all these different fears, and it's like, you know, obviously Bill, he's afraid of Georgie because he lost him. Like he, that's constantly weighing down on him. It's just a one plain stagnant fear that just constantly shows up. Yeah. Um, out of ten red balloons, uh, I give it eight. <laughs> what do you say? Ninety nine. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give it a nine. I don't care. I, I like it. Eight, yeah. I give it a strong nine. Yeah. Putting D really aside. I was scared the whole time, so zero. What? No, uh, I'd say an eight, eight and a half. Yeah. There's probably so much Objectively, more. Objectively, it was a really good movie. It was good. Yeah. But I hate scary movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to talk about it so much more, but like, you know, I think we got across some of the main... Carlos, just go see it. You got to go see it. Well. It's so good. It was worth it. It was well worth it. The yeah. one-liners are just like... Yeah. They weren't campy, they weren't cheesy, they were No, and that's what I'm saying. These kid actors are so good. It makes me think, like, mm-hmm. I wonder if this is how my, like, my parents felt when they watched The Goonies. Like, wow, Sean Astin, Corey Feldman, what are they going to do when they're older, you know? It's like, wow, dude, this kid Finn plays Richie so good. Like, all these kids are so good at what mm-hmm. they do. Um, even the bullies, too, did <laughs> such a good job. Like, the very first scene, uh, Patrick uh, Hochstatter, mm-hmm. like, he, like, looks at the kids and, like, licks his lips and shit. I'm like, dude, that is sadistic. Like, mm-hmm. these guys are, like, legit bullies. Like, mm-hmm. But, um, oh man, I loved it. I loved all those moments, those scenes. What? LCD Sound System got the, his first number one yeah. album on Billboard 200. Nice. Yeah. American Dreams, his first number one. Full yeah. circle. His first hit, <laughs> he was like 30-something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, that's what his <laughs> career's been about, being old. Yeah, being old. Yeah, so. Alright, well, in that note, too, I'm going to also get to call the game. So, congratulations, Cody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You won. Good game. Good game. Yeah, well, anyways, uh, we're going to wrap it up here, because Carlos has got to go to work. Got to make that quiche. And I'm going to go watch some of that, uh, that football. Like make coffee, not quiche. <laughs> uh, anyways, yeah, go listen to the new album's brand new LCD sound system. Go check out It. And uh, also go check more of our episodes out online, chesstalkpodcast.com. What's our Twitter, Eddie? Chess underscore talk. Something that you can never get right. I'll, I'll never get it right. <laughs> uh, we have a new episode every Wednesday. Um, this is season 12? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Episode 1, one 112. Two. Yeah, 112. So, yeah, come back every Wednesday for more episodes. Uh, go rate us, uh, comment on us, and let us know what you thought about it. Carlos? Any final third? Final thirds? Final thirds. words? <laughs> uh, you got the picture, right? Yeah. Cool. You're going to see it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you going to see it? In my room. By myself. Uh, do not do that. That sounds terrifying. Yeah, that'll be a much worse experience for you. For sure. Alright, my babies. <laughs> should, I, should I sign it off? That's it. it. Yeah, that's it. <laughs>